Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. Leslie Marshall, welcome or welcome back. Happy Friday. We welcome back Bob Nay. Bob is a political analyst for Talk Radio News Service, and he's been with them from 95. I can hear you guys. I can hear you guys. From 95 to 2006, Bob was congressman of the 18th District of Ohio. He is author of Sideswiped, Lessons Learned Courtesy of the Hitmen of Capitol Hill. You can find it on Amazon.com. I've grown to be friends with Bob over the years, respect him uh, greatly. And uh, uh, Bob, I probably was a, a... a critic of yours back in the day as a Democrat, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad time allows us to get to know each other, and uh, that's right. And, and 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 much like the Pope, mercy and forgiveness there. Um, uh, Bob, uh, uh, Bob, um, let's talk about the uh, announcement of John Boehner uh, to resign as House Speaker. First, out of the bat, somebody asked me seriously, walking into the studio, they said, Leslie, does. If somebody steps down as speaker, can they remain in Congress, or is it pretty much a, a given that they're going to retire once they, um, you know, step down? Well, they can say if they want that he's not going to. He's going to leave quickly. He said he was planning on leaving the end of the year anyway, which is just not accurate. And he also said he had this, you know, flash moment uh, in the morning after he saw the Pope yesterday and decided this is the day, which, frankly, I have good, good top-of-the-food-chain inside sources, Leslie. He's been planning this for a few days. He negotiated, I don't know who with, but he negotiated with a couple of people to not have a vote against him, you know, to vacate his seat as Speaker, and uh, therefore he would step out, not have a fight, and wait till the day after the Pope. That's exactly what pretty high sources, uh, two people have confirmed to me. Okay. So, you know, somebody, if you're going to step down as speaker, you're not going to remain in Congress because technically you're, you're resigning for the job. It would be you know, it would be a real ego deflation. And, and basically, it's a nice way of, you know, people getting you out of their party, too, right? 
Well, yes, and also there's another factor here. Uh, the speaker was loathed by, you know, not only about 35 or 40 some members, but by some people within the party, period. There's also, uh, you know, and you're right, exactly what you said, but there's also a theory that if he stays around, he might have some problems, you know, uh, raising money, uh, you know, where, where their deals cut, you know, a lot of ugly things could surface. So it's just best he simply goes away, and and a lot of people don't want him hanging around anyway. They just uh, don't want him around. Well, let's talk about who doesn't want him around, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. My understanding, when you saw the speech with Marco Rubio to his people, uh, when you saw Ted Cruz and people standing up and applauding that, you know, Boehner just announced his resignation, well, and is, is are the people on the right, well, first of all, is it the majority of the people on the right that want him to go, or is it the majority of the minority, the Tea Party more more Christian, even more conservative faction of the Republican Party, as opposed to the moderate uh, Republicans, and Republicans, quite frankly, who might be more like you used to be. Well, it's, it's absolutely the, the Tea Party contingents, number one, front and center. That's it, number one. But then there's a whole other group. You know, Boehner tried to satisfy the moderate group. He tried to satisfy the Tea Party group. He promised to do this. He made a lot of mistakes and, and just ways he ran the whole house. But that was, I've known him 30 years. Everybody knows what I'm about to say. That was his style. That's just the way he always operated, and he happened to become speaker. So... He, he got the wrath of a lot of people, but the Tea Party right wing ultra right, our front and center, wanted him gone. That's who. That's where this motivation came from. Bob, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that and about this resignation, about how it came about, to say about many times, and what is ahead for the Republican Party and you know who the heir apparent probably is. We'll be back with Bob Nay, live from our nation's capital. Talk Radio News Service is our guest in this hour about Boehner's resignation. We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Bob Anay is our guest, political analyst for Talk Radio News Service. What he was from 95 to 2006, congressman of the 18th District of Ohio, and he's author of Sideswiped, Lessons Learned Courtesy of the Hitmen of Capitol Hill. It can be found on Amazon.com. Bob, thank you for holding. Welcome back. We're talking about House sure. Speaker Boehner's resignation. You said this definitely was by the more conservative faction of the Republican Party known as the Tea Party. But these people are the minority, not only of the representatives, in the House, but they're also the minority of those who vote. Even the numbers of people who support the Ted Cruz's or even the Donald Trump's, as you know, uh, they they may give numbers to um, approval ratings, but these are not all registered voters or people who show up at the polls. Rather, they seem to like to show up to reality uh, to uh, rallies with Donald Trump, which are much more like reality television shows. Well, that's right. And Boehner had a problem. For example, Nancy Pelosi had a very diverse caucus when she was Speaker, you know, but it never got to the point where she was just floundering around and so weak that 25 people said, we're going to take you out. Now, that's what happened to Boehner. Uh, 25 people, even though they're the minority within the group, said, you know, we're going to, we're going to vote against you, and we have a resolution at the desk. And because of his, uh, you know, shifting and dancing, et cetera, over the years, his style, it worked to, to get him. So we're only talking really 25 or 30 people that said, hey, you're going to go. And the bigger picture here is not Boehner now. It is what the Republicans do, Leslie, now, because if this turns into chaos because of, of, of a small group of people, 
it does nothing but benefit, frankly, the Democratic presidential candidate to show that, hey, you better have a balance because it's in chaos. I mean, this thing, if not done correctly, can be an upheaval. Uh, I agree 100%. So one of the things people are wondering is what's going to happen with the budget and what's going to happen with this desire by that smaller faction of Republicans um, with regard to uh, Planned Parenthood and that defunding for one year um, of, uh, uh, you know, from federal funds going toward Planned Parenthood as a result of a video that upset many, even people pro-life and people on the left, uh, so that people understand you know, though this small minority was angry because they didn't think not only the Boehner couldn't get it, it, it. For them, it wasn't about getting things done. For them, it was about what they put forth. But for for those that say on the conservative faction of the right that Boehner was a compromiser, hello, how many times did the House vote to repeal or replace Obamacare? Uh-huh. That doesn't show uh-huh. compromise to me. Uh-huh. Right. And I guess that he danced all over the place. And what's very interesting, he's going to give a departing gift to the very people that wanted to take him out. He'll do a clean resolution, which means he'll throw it open on the floor. The Democratic side will provide votes. Some Republicans will provide votes, and they'll get a clean CR to fund the government, a side vote on Planned Parenthood, which even if it passes, goes nowhere. So actually, he's going to give a, a, a parting a gift when you know when you're bad and you get a lump of coal for Christmas. Well, that's what he's going to do. I think I predict to you he's going to do that to the very people that put him out and say, "Look, you know, we're going to have a vote bipartisan to temporarily fund this government for whatever one month, two months, or three months." Therefore, killing the ability to kill Planned Parenthood. I see. And uh-huh. um, so people understand, where did Boehner stand on this? Because I think some people were confused. Was Boehner in the group, and I think that he was, to take the Planned Parenthood out of this and not risk government shutdown because he sat through one government shutdown and one threat of another and saw what it did to the Republican Party, at least in the polls before the last election? Well, you're right. They threatened him last time. He did the shutdown. Sixteen days later, the government opened with no change. He wasn't going to go through it again, and he wasn't going to do this. And then they, you know, they put it to him. Now, he says he had, like I said, he had this aha moment, but I'm, I've just been told it's been negotiated. And, you know, they, they were going to get him one way or the other. And I think they were going to actually get him before the Pope visited, so they kind of backed off and let him have a day. But, uh, no, he was on that side of, look, we're going to not shut this government down. And that just threw... The smaller group, as you say, accurately, it threw him over the edge. And, I, and they were going to pull that resolution and take him out. Now, here's another thing, though, Bob. Some would say that, you know, Republicans, and I said on TV this morning, where, you know, if you, you have another government shutdown, it's political suicide. But then the other side of my brain was reminding uh-huh. me that despite the fact the polls show that America's blamed Republicans, Republicans got the majority in the Senate in the next election. Uh-huh. Well, that's right. I mean, they still do. And, and like anything, this can go back and forth, but, and they do have the majority. But just because they got the majority doesn't mean that the small group, uh, you know, r- run the place for everybody else elected. I mean, there's a lot of people beyond 40 members on the Republican side that feel a little bit different about things. Now, they're a dying breed, uh, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of other reasons they won, uh, both the Senate and the House. And just because they won doesn't mean that they can do, you know, chase uh, down these rabbit holes on everything. Uh, for example, they were going to do away with Obamacare, and all of a sudden they said, well, if Supreme Court rules, we're going to do, we're going to tweak it. I mean, they just kept saying things that weren't going to be reality. And 
with Boehner out, it looks like the heir apparent would be, you know, the one beneath him, Kevin McCarthy. Am I correct in that? Yes, from California. Okay. Now, uh, I know a little bit about him because I'm from here. Not everybody does. He's not somebody who makes the news, obviously, right. uh, as much, and now he will. This is not a Tea Party conservative guy. As a matter of fact, they don't have enough people to get the votes to put one of their guys in the speaker position. You know, this is – you're right. I mean, this is Groundhog Day because McCarthy's going to come in. They don't, they don't want him. The Tea Party does not want him. They didn't want him to replace Cantor, Eric Cantor, when he left. And now he's if he gets this, because they don't have the votes to put somebody else in, so if he gets this, I mean, it might be Groundhog Day again. Uh, he, he's going to have to yield to this small group that might do a resolution again at the desk and threaten to take him out. I mean, those resolutions are unprecedented. They don't do that to speakers. You know, you just have your vote on your normal course of business. So there's this constant threat of a small group. Now, someday, one of them just got to stand there and say, you know, try me. Uh, go ahead and take me on. Boehner didn't want to do that. So McCarthy isn't their choice. You're right. And and somebody said today, well, he's a right-wing neocon. I said, well, not really. Not not in terms of, you know, what a Tea Party Republican is. And why then, with Boehner out knowing this, and people inside the Beltway and inside that chamber know this more than anybody, what do they hope to accomplish? Do they think that McCarthy is going to be somebody who's, uh, you know, more 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 pliable, or do they just? I mean, I do think they see him as more. Uh, if anything, he's more diplomatic than Boehner. But do you need more diplomacy when you're accusing a guy of uh, of having compromise? Because isn't diplomacy about compromise? I think they just wanted Boehner out, and I don't think they thought the step, the second step through, and up comes McCarthy. And I, and I know they don't want him in their heart of hearts, you know, but, but they might have to take him. So I don't think they thought this entire thing through. And then they're going to have to show whether they're going to, you know, break into chaos or not over this entire thing. I think the real battle, honestly, is the other three positions down now, where they're going to demand it be somebody of their own liking, of, you know, the Tea Party standard. And that's where I, and that way the speaker's got three opponents against him if he doesn't do what they want, you know, if it's McCarthy. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no question mm-hmm. about that. Do you mm-hmm. think that Republicans are going to go back to their people, their constituents, and say, well, look, at, we got Boehner out, we got a victory, and therefore we're not going to see Planned Parenthood uh, as a part of of that spending, as that of that budget matter, and, and and I say that, or legislation more specifically, and I say that because you would know better than I. But I heard that there was a little meeting this morning before this came down, a meeting in which they said, okay, you're going to be out the end of October, uh, Speaker Boehner, you got to do the most that you can while you're still here on your way out. And it would seem, although they may not when the cameras are, are rolling, there are many Republicans who agree with him regarding not shutting the down, shutting oh. down the government over Planned Parenthood, even if they're very pro-life, even if they're very conservative, and even if they, in a sense, promise that to their constituents. So do they take uh, what they view as Boehner's head on an exiting platter in place of Planned Parenthood's head on a platter? You got it, because they are not going to deliver that Planned Parenthood promise like 
just as they didn't deliver the Obamacare promise when they took control, give us control of the Congress, we'll get rid of it. They couldn't. And and so the, the compromise is going to be, look, we couldn't get Planned Parenthood here. We got John Boehner. We got the guy that stopped us to get Obama on Obamacare. We got the guy that stopped us on shutting the government down to do, quote, the right thing. We got the guy that stopped us on Planned Parenthood. They're going to offer his, his head on a platter versus what they couldn't accomplish. There's no doubt about it. I talked this morning on Fox Business Channel about Planned Parenthood, the funding, and the reality of this. And again, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, and please chime in when I'm done. Uh One, doesn't stop abortion. Abortion is legal. Two, Planned Parenthood's not the only clinic in America funded uh, with federal tax dollars. Three, Planned Parenthood probably not the only place where fetal tissue is being used for research. What happens to, uh, quote, uh, fetus aborted when they're miscarriages or in the hospital, right, when there's late term. Um, and, you know, even uh, even in the case of uh, rape or incest, that's still fetal tissue is uncomfortable maybe to see on that video. I don't, I'm sure Planned Parenthood isn't the only place, being that they're a place harvesting, um, you know, this uh, kind of tissue for uh, research. And in addition, we were talking one year, and again, because of the Hyde Amendment, you don't have those funds going toward or less of the services Planned Parenthood does that irritates uh, the right and that they find so offensive. Well, that's correct. I mean, you even saw Donald Trump saying, no, it doesn't need to be completely undone. They could have done some tweaks to it, honestly, because it became the the, the face out front. Because you're right, there's other places, other issues, but it became the face out front. They could have done a few tweaks, still did the funding, therefore still helping, uh, you know, women with a lot of other issues. Instead, they went for the get rid of the whole, you know, the whole thing. And and that's just not going to work because this goes way beyond you know, the, quote, Planned Parenthood budget. And and so they, they made a move that wasn't even practical. I mean, they couldn't even get uh, Trump, I think, and Bush on board. You'd get Cruz, of course, but you wouldn't get the rest. Um, do you think that, I mean, I think this was a long time coming, but then again, John Boehner had a victory, didn't he? I mean, everybody wanted him out, or it seemed everybody, but at the end of the day, he was still in. He still had the votes. Do you think that, working so hard for two decades to get this pope here as a staunch catholic as he is getting the pope here i mean judging by his crying you can't judge on that the guy cries i think the guy cries over you know i mean if he gets extra cheese on his whopper at burger right but right. But, but and and you know i just think that's sammy that's why he's why a very emotional guy and 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 honestly it's almost like we look for him crying now that's what we're not watching the pope watching the, the guy behind him but do, do you honestly do you think any of this had to do with the Pope because he met privately with the Pope and, uh, you know, prayed with the Pope and said the Pope asked him to pray yeah. for, 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 uh, for Pope Francis, asked for prayer from uh, John Boehner. Yeah, I mean, he's devout. I went to the to Mass with John Boehner in Rome when the Pope said Mass for us all. Now, I mean, he's devout. He's truly, you know, he, I mean, he believes in his faith. Uh, but I just don't buy that he had some, you know, conversation with the Pope and said, uh-huh, that's it. This has been building. I'm not saying that the emotion of the visit of the Pope, you know, he, he, he's been trying for three Popes now, and he got the Pope, and in his mind, he, maybe he wanted to leave, but he really wanted that, that last, you know, visual in his mind to say hi, you know, to the Pope and to greet him, and maybe that was an emotional final, you know, peg out there that fit in the, the whole puzzle, but I think he was 95% there. I don't think that there was some private deal that, you know, all of a sudden he had this revelation and the Pope said, I give you my blessing to leave. I just don't think so. 
Is this about retirement or is this just being tired and beaten up? I mean, Newt Gingrich talked about life after being a speaker and that this guy's been in it for a long time. Newt Gingrich got out after four years. This is a it's a tough position to be speaker, House Speaker, regardless of your party. Correct. It's tough. And look, I've been harsh with John Boehner. People think I don't hate him, but I, I, I told the truth because he was involved with the whole Bush and Abramoff deal in, in various ways. But I've got to tell you, on a personal level, I think he's tired. I think he's worn out. John Boehner, I, I can tell you this. He doesn't like conflict. He never did. I knew him in the State House days in Ohio, Leslie. He doesn't like conflict. And all on top of it, I'll say this as nice as I can, but, you know, he's a heavy chain smoker. Uh, and, and, you know, with some, some other issues with alcohol and things, I'm not trying to be judgmental here. Lord knows, you know, I'm out front about my recovery. I think he's got some health concerns, and when you get stressed to the level he does, I think you better take care of yourself. So maybe this is good for him and his family in the long run just, you know, to get out and, and have a little bit easier life. Um, we're going to take a break, and I really appreciate you being with us, Bob. I know you have tons of stuff you're doing with TRNS, and, and thank you for taking the time. I thought you best to, to share and shed some light uh, on this resignation of John Boehner, the speaker. Uh, he'll be gone from Congress completely by the end of October. It makes some Democrats happy. It makes Republicans happy as well. Thank you, Bob. Bob Nay, live from our nation's capital. How to show up with Coca-Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. How to show up with Coca-Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. 